Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Drinks with Hebe podcast. This week I speak with Christy Sherry, a friend of mine and the editor of Master of Malt. So this is going to be a little bit more insight into those who are delivering booze to people's homes at the moment and also uh, the content creation side of things. So writing about booze, what is there to write about right now? So there's lots to learn from this episode and I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. Right. Hello, Christy. Hi, Hebe. It's so great to speak with you today. Hello. Thanks for doing this and taking the time to to set it all up and everything from home. It's all good. I mean, it's just really nice to do something a little bit different during a lockdown day, really, and have some of, uh, well, not quite face to face, but voice to voice chatter. Yeah, it's nice because we haven't spoken in ages, actually. It has been a long while. I, when was the last time I saw you in person? Was it... Um, was it at the Artesian or have I seen you since then? I think it was at the Artesian. Yeah. Um, it was a long time ago. Well, International Women's Day, um, it was in the run-up to that, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Celebrate her event that Anna Sebastian put on, which was awesome. Um, all those incredible women behind the bar. But again, I suppose that really was just early March, but it feels like forever ago with how the world has changed. I know. It. it, it it's really strange how you sort of, you know, someone will pop up on your Instagram or Facebook feed or something and you're like, God, I haven't seen anybody in so long. And it just sort of hits you, doesn't it? It does. But do you know what? We need to stay positive and get through this. And yeah, I'm so grateful if this had to happen at all, that it's happened at a time where we've got internet and phones and laptops and social. So at least we can kind of stay in touch. Definitely. It's so much better. Um, Right, I guess we should sort of introduce you though. So could you tell us a bit about who you are, what you do, all of that jazz? Sure. So um, my name is Christiana Sherry, although those people call me Christy, which is way easier. Um, So I am the editor at Master of Malt um, and I also look after the content for Atom Group, um, which encompasses lots of like Atom brands. So um, Bathtub Bin, Rambulian, That Boutique Whiskey, That Boutique Rum, those kind of brands as well. Um, But really my day-to-day is is a lot lot more focused on Master of Malt. Um, We've got the online blog which is like an online magazine um but really I feel like I take credit for so much work that my like our brilliant team does um and yeah basically I get to write about drinks talk about drinks visit incredible distilleries in you know normal times um and judge drinks sometimes and just yeah immerse myself in the wonderful world of booze and and chat to and hang out with incredible people in the world of booze which is great it does sound like an amazing job to be fair (laughs) Yeah, I do love it. And the the other thing that I've started to do a bit more recently, which I'm super passionate about, is um, sort of drinks education. So um, I did my WCT educator course and WCT level three. um, Well, it was last year now, but but yeah, so a bit of training as well, which is fabulous. And if you haven't done WCT yet um, for wines or spirits, definitely look it up. Yeah, actually, I should probably do that one day. I really recommend it. Um, I think level two is awesome if you um, kind of want a general overview or if you focus a bit more on like whiskey or gin and you want to bring like your other knowledge up or if you are really geeky, then yeah, level three is incredible. Super hard work, but yeah, such a great experience. Cool. Um, so what's your day-to-day like now then with having to stay at home and not being able to visit people and distilleries and things like that? 
Um, yeah, so life has changed quite a lot, um, as it has obviously for so many people. Um, I, I work from home, but actually we're, we're super lucky in that um, at Master of Malt, we had remote working pretty much well set up anyway. So whereas I'd normally go into the office perhaps like two or three days a week, now obviously I don't go in at all, but um, working remotely has never really been a challenge. So, um, it, but a typical day now, get up, um, <laughs> turn on the laptop. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to um, be fairly structured uh, with working hours. Um just to make sure that I can get some exercise in as well, like that once a day exercise um, for me and my mental health and general well-being is so important. Um, so yeah, lots of calls. We use Google Meet or kind of Hangouts, that kind of thing. Um, just trying to get sort of in the creative mindset as best as I possibly can. Um, and then we started doing Instagram lives um, twice a week now on Master of More Instagram account. Um, so that like dips into the evenings a little bit as well but yeah just lots of digital hangouts digital chat we use slack a lot at work um so a lot of time spent on that but just yeah trying to inspire each other work as collaboratives collaboratively i should say as we possibly can um over the internet so so yeah um i imagine it's a fairly typical day of lots of other people right now (laughs) yeah it's a lot of a lot of time in front of screens that some people aren't necessarily used to but I guess it's you're similar to me in the way that actually being in front of a screen and writing and things is actually quite normal. Yeah, I think I normally balance my screen time with human interaction. So instead of doing that, I'm balancing yeah. it with yeah running. So I ran a lot anyway, but now um, apart from minor blister incident, which I won't go into too much, yeah, I've been running every day, which is awesome. Um, and I'm really lucky. I live quite close to the seaside, so um, it's totally feasible to go and see the sea or get on the South Downs. And even if you don't have the countryside on your doorstep um, and you're struggling with that creativity or the way too much screen time, just get outside even if for a walk around the block and it really does make the world a difference it's uh, yeah I I wish I was more disciplined to do it but I just do my sister's PT classes which are hell but I have to do them because she's my sister <laughs> well I think this is awesome and I wish I had the discipline to do indoor exercise but I just absolutely hate it the, the best I can do is get my hula hoop out like at lunchtime or between calls so there we go <laughs> <laughs> there we go I <laughs> I love that. So apart from obviously everyone working remotely and having to communicate through Slack and things, um, how else has the business had to adapt and Mastermore had to adapt? Because of course, I'm guessing a lot of your content that you put out has had to change. Yeah, it's so interesting, actually. I'm just looking at um, sort of how the wider industry, but how consumer habits have changed. Um, If if people aren't aware, like Mastermore, we're an online retailer um, for alcohol. Um, Historically, like spirits has been such a huge part of our makeup and it still accounts for for a large section. We do have beers and wines as well, but um, we've seen an enormous shift kind of towards um, beer. So a lot of people are buying more beer from us. Um, But also... Normally, we see a real interesting split um, between people wanting to try like new brands or products from smaller distilleries. Um, And I think like our online sales have have increased and the biggest kind of increase has come from brands that people might normally perhaps buy in a supermarket. And I guess that really just shows that people as a whole, as the country generally, um, are following government guidelines of just shopping for essentials and then like stocking up on on your beers or, or your like main more mainstream brands online um 
so we're adapting the content we put out to kind of meet that, I guess, because in a way, um, and this is what I find, if there is an upside to this, which I'm struggling to see, but I'm going to cling on to one here, is that actually we've got loads of people now coming to Master of Malt who might not actually normally shop with us, who don't perhaps know a lot about whiskey or gin or any of the other spirits, and they're maybe going to their go-to brand, but actually we've got an incredible opportunity to engage with these people, meet them where they are, and say, why don't you try, you know, a single malt that you may not have heard of before? Why don't you try this gin brand from this small distillery that you haven't heard of? And just trying to be super engaging with content. Um, We've tweaked a lot of the emails that go out and the content in those to be a lot more accessible and engaging. Um, and I think something that I know I can be guilty of, and I think a lot of us can who are super passionate about drinks, is kind of assuming that people are further along on their drinks journey than they are. Um, and I really would hate to get to the point where we're kind of like a bubble of, of geeks um, and it feels impenetrable to anyone. I want people who know that they like whiskey but feel like they can, you know, read and learn and approach us and be like, well, what should I try next? And actually, we're seeing quite a lot of that um, from our social media responses and just on the customer service team. Like we had somebody get in touch the other day who is putting um, a tasting set together. We can do build your own tasting sets and they wanted like personal food pairing recommendations because they'd never thought that you could drink whiskey in that way before. And the fact that um, we can adapt like that as a business, um, you know, maybe these are conversations people would normally have with bartenders and heartbreakingly the on-trade is closed. But I think if we adapt our content to meet people in that way, then hopefully we can keep the engagement and the enthusiasm up and bring more people into the kind of more premium spirits arena. I love that. That's, uh, it's actually a really good point about being aware that people aren't necessarily in the same place as us when it comes to their drinks knowledge it's it's so easy to forget when you're sort of surrounded by friends who work in the industry and peers and it's it's your whole world and then you step out of it and it's like oh actually my mum doesn't even know what goes in a cosmopolitan or (laughs) etc and it's I don't know maybe she does actually but um it's that sort of thing where it's like actually there's there's a whole host of people that just it's just not something that's on their radar yeah it doesn't mean they don't want to know but it's just not been something at the forefront of their mind and I feel like we're seeing this rum is a category that obviously we've seen growth in for a a long time and and much more explosive growth um in spiced rum and flavored rums which I think we've seen across the industry as a whole but actually chatting to friends who don't work in drinks um they think that spiced rum is rum um and I feel like right now where we're like well people are at home and they're engaging with more content um we can have these conversations and put out content where you know it's like you know there's nothing wrong with liking these drinks they're delicious drinks and you know mix it with cola have a great great drinks experience but after Mm. you've done that what about trying like an aged rum or you know I I don't know I'm low to use the word progression because also I don't think there should be a hierarchy of, of spirits categories in that way but I think just opening people's kind of taste and flavor experiences is something that we can do really effectively through good content yeah I I, yeah I know what you mean about progression and things because I always call it stepping stones where you just sort of you can't leap from like the riverbank all the way to the middle of this river you need stepping stones to get there you need to sort of go on a journey because otherwise it's hard to appreciate you don't realize what you're having why it's good you know it can be confusing yeah I completely agree and I mean I first I can really remember the first time I properly drank whiskey it was in 2012 and it was through work um 
And there was no way really that I was going to go straight into, you know, some of the more heavily peated single malts that I love now. I was like, oh my word, this whiskey is fruity. This whiskey is, you know, it's got like Christmas cake spices in it. Like this is amazing. What other flavors exist in it? Um, So yeah, I think from that person experience and how amazingly generous and knowledgeable everyone was um, taking the time to kind of guide me through stuff. I'm like, I want our content to do that. So yeah, and I would hope that our content always does that. But at the moment, we're putting in a special effort, I suppose, into that just because we've got all these new people who happen to find themselves on the site because they're purchasing differently. So so yeah, this is a very long answer to your question. um, How are we doing things differently? But yeah, it's actually quite exciting to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm I'm fascinated to hear how people are adapting and businesses are adapting. So like, I love that answer. The whole answer was amazing. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's, it's a really hard time. And as an industry, we have to adapt because our entire industry has been changed or cancelled on pause or so everyone's having to adapt. And I think it's really good for us all to talk about how we're doing that, what we're doing to, to make everyone feel less alone because we're all, in, you know, in hospitality, in the drinks industry, we're all having to adapt. There's no one who works in drinks that hasn't had to adapt. So I think it's good for us to talk about it and keep it open and say, look, we're not doing the same as we usually do. We're actually having to do this differently and do that differently. And we've had to put this whole project aside and yeah, that whole thing. Of course, um, but oh, I was just gonna say, uh, you've you mentioned you're doing um, lives on Instagram with Master of Malt. Uh, could you tell us a bit more about those and what they are and when you're doing them and things like that? Yeah, of course. So this is probably one of the biggest um, ways that we've adapted in terms of how and why we produce content. Um, we hadn't really done lives much before, except ironically, we know it's been cancelled. Um, we did a few little kind of tests at um, the Feshiel, um event last year, which is obviously the Isla Festival, um, where different distilleries have different open days. And we went there and we made loads of video content and reported back and crowdsourced questions from um, for our customers to put to like distillery managers. And that was awesome. And we got some really good like traction from that. Like people were really interested and loved the opportunity to ask people questions. So when we first went into lockdown and and it became quite apparent that you know none of these events were going to really happen this year which is heartbreaking and you know we are affected right at the very minor end of that scale i just really want to stress that as well that there are communities and distilleries and and obviously the whole on trade but um you know people who are way more affected by this personally than 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 i am for sure and, and a lot of the team at master of malt are but it was like well what can we do to maybe bring people a little bit of that kind of experience so we thought we'd put together like a series of, of live videos. And the first few we did with um, tasting sets, so Master of Malt um, and kind of a sister company, Drinks by the Dram, we produce uh, tasting sets for all kinds of things, which are five 30-mil um, kind of measures of, of all these different things in a box that is super easy to gift, goes through the post, no problem, all of that. Um, so we did one with rum. We did um, a gin one for the World Gin Awards. We did sherry monsters for some really sherried whiskies, all kinds of things. We did a Vap Boutique Whiskey Company one. Um, and they were they just went really well. And and we had people like Sam Simmons, who Dr. Whiskey, so people know him, and Dave Worthington and Peter Holland. And when people had the opportunity to chat to people and ask, ask them questions, the engagement was just incredible. 
So now we're partnering um, with a lot of other brands. So we did one last night with House of Suntory. We've got one with JJ Corey coming up, the Irish whiskey bonder, um, MacMira, the Swedish whiskey, um, loads of other brands. And at the moment, they're on Mondays and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Um, we've had so much interest, so we're going to start doing them on Fridays as well. Um, so, yeah, it's at Master of Morton Instagram, 7.30. Um, we announced them um, sort of by email and on the blog um, sort of just over a week in advance so people have got a heads up. And then uh, you can buy a bottle if you like or you can just tune in um and there's so much fun actually and I mean I get to geek out and have a chat with some of my favorite people in the industry so it, I feel like it's a win-win all round yeah I love I love that because it also gives you something to look forward to like a schedule to your week if you're like yeah I know where I'm going to be at 7 30 p.m on a Wednesday that's easy got that booked in because it's like going out it's like it's like having a calendar full of events and things isn't it it's just you do them from home do you know what? That is a big part of it for me personally. So I'm used to going, you know, um, meeting people in bars or, you know, catching up at events, like so lucky in regular normal life to get to go to product launches or, you know, just hanging out with people or, you know, there's a menu launch, all of this stuff um, we get to cover or we just get to indulge in as very enthusiastic customers, just like anyone else. But um, to suddenly not have that definitely left a bit of a void. And I'm somebody who loves I mean, we can't really call this spontaneity, but, you know, going out, being out there, interacting with people. And yeah, it, it keeps a bit of that going, <laughs> which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And we get to chat through some incredible spirits and just have a bit of a geek out. So it's good. Perfect. Um, are there any other social media accounts that you've been enjoying or bits that people are doing online? So um, Sarah, as in bit late to the party, Sarah, check her out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Every lunchtime, I think, or early afternoon, there's a little cocktail demo that she's putting together, which I absolutely love. And I just just want to give her a shout out because I'm not a bartender. I'm really not great at mixing drinks. Um, she not only educates me, but she also really delights me um, just with a lot of the stuff she's doing. And another account I wanted to shout out actually was Our Whiskey. Um, so Becky Paston, who um, was the editor at scotchwhiskey.com, um, it started out as an initiative to kind of make sure that consumers and the whiskey industry I guess um, knew that whiskey is for everyone which sounds like such a basic concept but in many circles it's not been grasped Um, but yeah but Becky and her business partner Georgie Bell they've put together sort of a little bit of a mini online whiskey festival as well and I love seeing what they're doing and to be honest I think um, you know people like Bar Swift um, just keeping up to date with what bars are doing in the downtime and I think Instagram right now is a great way to see how you can support um, the bars we used to go to and, you know, the bartenders we love. And actually, it's not always, I think I've heard you say this, Hebe, before, it's not always giving financially, but if you can, that's fantastic. Um, but often it's about, you know, liking, sharing, engaging, because that builds up their platform. And then when stuff's open again, um, the the awareness is there. It's kind of like every every like can actually have a bit of a ripple effect with how algorithms work. And this is not my area of expertise, but I do know that engagement really does help um, small businesses, especially. Oh, it makes such a difference, and it's it's you're so right because you might not able be able to help uh, businesses or people financially yourself at this time, but your interaction and your engagement with that account could mean that they reach someone who could help financially right now. Or like you say, there's a bigger audience there than so when they can reopen or they do have something going on, they can reach more people and tell more people about it. It's it's such a great way to connect right now. It really is. 
Yeah, and do you know what? I'm just so inspired as well. I feel like the industry as a whole has stepped forward. Um, there's a couple of things that we've done at Master of Malt that I'll just super quickly mention. So giving one pound per order to Hospitality Action and their fund, um, and also sort of hand sanitizer. I know so many distilleries are doing this and and giving it to kind of their local health authority needs, maybe a hospital, maybe care homes. So all of these partnerships. And there are so many incredible fundraising things that people can get involved in so many people now are doing like um cocktails for delivery so i sadly don't live in london mm. as i mentioned before although i do live by the sea so trade off it's it's not all bad um but if you come <laughs> somewhere where bars um are doing cocktails for takeaway or for delivery do take advantage of that because again it makes such a difference um just to have you know some cash flow coming in it keeps them creative it means you get an incredible drink i mean i cannot make cocktails at home and, and I wish there was um was somewhere in my little town by the seaside that did this um but I have had some amazing ones through the post as well like people have been so wonderful like sending um pre-mixed stuff to just stir over ice so yeah get involved where you can yeah I love the cocktails at home thing because I'm I'm lazy when it comes to drinking at home if it's more than two ingredients it's too much it's overwhelming I <laughs> can't do it <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know about you. I struggle right now keeping um, citrus, getting enough in, but also using it as garnishes before it goes off. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, a first world problem right now. <laughs> challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge. Oh, I find it really hard because I'm so used to, if I make a cocktail or do any fancy drinks like that, I'm usually in a bar with equipment all set up. There's low wastage because it's being used for other people and stuff. As then you suddenly try it and do it at home and you're like, oh my God, I've made half a bottle of dill syrup and now I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with it. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. But do you know what? I think um, it's it's amazing actually looking at places, particularly like in the Far East, like um, friends who live in Seoul are seeing places open up again and it will come back here. Like it, it might be a long time and, and who knows what's going to happen in the future, but you know if this this is not forever like there might be a new normal and a period of adaptation but I'm just clinging on to the fact that places are opening up again elsewhere in the world and we will see that here in the UK too yeah that's a beautiful positive note and actually um it'd be nice to talk about the future actually of what's happening um because I know there's lots of people who uh might sort of have career plans and things and it's sort of all gone a bit messed up because they can't quite uh action their goals and things like that right now but if somebody did want to get into your line of work into writing and editing uh what advice would you give them to sort of start getting into that career okay yeah um I think the first a bit of advice I would give to anyone who wants to get into any sort of writing is just write um that might be a blog it might be a personal journal it might be anything but um just yeah if you can write something just get in the habit of writing a lot writing regularly also writing about stuff that might not necessarily be your main passion point um so I've somehow and I don't know how this has happened have worked in either publishing or content for 10 years now um and it's been a really interesting journey and, and I've been so lucky to interview and recruit some of the most amazing talented inspiring people um, and sometimes when you're interviewing people, it, it strikes me that these that a lot of candidates are incredibly talented, but they don't necessarily want to apply their skills to something unless it's like 
right on their agenda or the one topic they're interested in. So whether you want to write for a website or if you want to do it freelance or if you want to go down the, the business to business magazine route or consumer magazine route, there's going to be some stuff you have to write about that, you know, doesn't particularly inspire you. So I think get used to writing about a, a variety of topics. Um, and also start making connections. So, and I don't mean this in terms of like, you know, people only hire their friends because they shouldn't. And that that is not a good way to get like a diverse talent pool in any sense. Um, mm. But yeah, start to find out what different magazines want, uh, what different editors like to read about, um, who learn from people in the industry, especially if you want to get into something like drinks. Like there are people who are sharing knowledge all the time right now on social, like tune in, listen, um, listen and learn. And I think also um, get an idea about what's newsworthy and what's like, I know this is a really silly thing to say right now when the news agenda is dominated by one thing, but norm- in normal times. And I think as, mm. um, as hopefully the virus, as it will, everything eases, um, get a feel for what what people see as newsworthy. So whether that's things like sustainability or, um, you know, really like, meaningful collaborations with people there are so many things that um people want to know about now and get a feel for following those and being able to pitch stuff to people before they kind of hit the mainstream so you might see people are chatting about a specific type of um coffee for example and then it's like well that would be an interesting twist on an espresso martini let's do that instead that's the kind of stuff that I think it would be interesting to keep an eye out for and start pitching to people yeah that's really great advice actually I wouldn't have thought of that and it's 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 not impossible to sort of make progress now and do quite a lot of bits and it's actually a really great time to to chat with people and to connect with people online because they're so used to it that it's not unheard of now to get a message on Instagram or something like that asking for advice or tips and things so it is the perfect time to reach out and and connect with some people that inspire you yeah, definitely. Um, I think now is a great opportunity, but I also want to counter that by saying like, um, some days right now it's really hard to feel creative or inspired in any way, shape or form. And, and if you think, right, you know, perhaps someone's been furloughed or they've lost their job and it's like, right, I'm going to, you know, press forward and, you know, maybe start a business or go freelance, do all this stuff. That is awesome. But if you're struggling and just don't feel like it one day, that's actually fine as well. Like, I don't feel like anyone can expect anyone to be as productive as normal right now or to have these amazing brainwaves right now so yes take the opportunities but don't feel terrible if you're not like furthering your life or learning all these new skills right now because it is a crazy alien time and it's okay to be a bit kind of disrupted and and not on top form as a result yeah or do what I do binge watch episodes of Gilmore Girls that's been a good few days of this lockdown (laughs) it's also the soul right (laughs) whatever yeah it's brilliant and then you see people like walking side by side and you're like oh it's wild it's brilliant yeah I love a good binge series yeah I have this as well even like you know watching um like features or like documentaries and they say this was filmed before social distancing measures and it's like they're too close together get back (laughs) goodness knows what will be like when when this lifts (laughs) I don't know if I'll be able to get used to it I'm so uh sort of in the rhythm now of if I go outside I'm full-on like spidey senses are tingling about if there are people near me and it's like oh damn it and I I like being able to walk in the middle of the road because there's no cars about 
Yeah, that is great when you're out running as well, especially if you're, you know, avoiding people on the pavements. It's like, well, there are no cars, so I'm just going to pretend I'm in like a closed road race and make the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous of your running. I want, I want to start, but the starting bit is the hardest and just just not happening right now <laughs> yeah and, and again that's fine I think like you with your internal personal training if you find movement you love then just do that but if anyone does want to get into running the couch to 5k is an awesome place to start that whole app and program is amazing yeah my mum's doing it at the moment she's doing really well um she's really enjoying it that's incredible yeah so this is really off topic but my running club I'm part of um usually this time every year starts like a couch 5k just to get complete beginner runners in and there's people from like all ages all genders everything um and it's incredible how quickly people pick everything up um and the sense of achievement I think from it and then before you know it in nine weeks time you can run a 5k non-stop yeah that's and it's such a it's lovely when you achieve something or complete something. It gives you such a rush of adrenaline. I find. Yes. Yeah. And if it's something small. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and also, I, I, yeah, if it's something you've never done before as well, and suddenly you can do it. I mean, going back to my hula hooping, I briefly mentioned earlier, that's a little bit of I can do something every day. So yeah. yeah. Can you tell I'm going slightly not really? crazy? <laughs> <laughs> We all, we're, we're all we're all doing the same um so how how can we um myself and anybody listening support you and the businesses you work for at the moment um I think the, it's so easy to be like you know buy buy from businesses spend money but again going back to what we said earlier I think um just engaging I think with brands so we're lucky at Master of Malt to work with like so many different brands like big brands and small brands um and obviously like buying from small these smaller brands whether direct with them or through an e-commerce platform like us can make such a difference right now um I know some smaller distilleries that you know again have to furlough staff like many other businesses and it's a really tricky time so I think buy thoughtfully and mindfully if you can um and support the smaller players but also, again, this whole thing about engaging on social, like you don't know the power of, of a like or a, or a click or a comment. Um, it's really mm. worth doing. And again, engage with things like the live videos or the content um, that's going out there. And yeah, I mean, I feel like e-commerce is one of the very few sectors of drinks that is pretty resilient right now. So again, I would say just just support those that are struggling um, as best you can. It, it seems a bit ridiculous to be like, you know, buy from the companies that are thriving. But if they are companies that are doing good, um, like again, like, you know, donating money to organizations that are helping the broader industry and everything like this, like just, just be as, if you are and are able to spend money, just do it as effectively as possible. Yeah, I think it's, you put it really well there because we do have to have an awareness right now that some are struggling more than others and it, it's it's I find that some people have got that messaging wrong where they're very sort of uh, spend money donate money and it's not everyone's in a position to do so right now even if they want to um so I think you put it really well there that there are many many different ways of showing support yeah so and you know what? there's something for everybody I also think just sending a message to somebody like a bar owner that's having a tough time or a bartender you know who's you know not able to work right now just just ping a message of support like how are you doing are you okay um thinking of you and hope hope you're doing all right like just 
it's such a, a well it's become almost like a cliche but the whole be kind thing like look after each other that is a uh, something that's so powerful I think in our industry like we're so convivial we hang out together so much and we're now so apart and it feels so alien and so different that yeah we really can just put a, a virtual arm around each other and, and that means a lot I've become like all sappy and softy but yeah <laughs> oh I love that it makes me oh missing hugs I need to hug someone <laughs> oh, yeah all of the hugs all of the hugs will be back so many virtual hugs going on right now um so I guess we're hitting our last question um but this is a nice this is this works for all occasions but what's your favorite drink at the moment oh my gosh okay um <laughs> yeah I'm practicing a bit more mindful drinking right now because when we first went into lockdown I was just getting over being being a little bit sick and was like oh my word I can drink again let's just taste everything and now I'm like no let's you know get back into the habit of having some dry days responsible drinking all of this but um what I find myself going back to again and again I think I mentioned earlier like scotch whiskey is my first love and it's the first spirit that I ever tasted um and I always 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 have such a love for aged single grain scotch um and there are so many great brands and and they can be a bit trickier to get hold of um but look up some like independent bottlers because there are usually some gems but yeah there's um been drinking some Invergordon recently a little bit of Gervin and they're just like almost like liquid ice cream in a bottle so we're recording this on a day where I'm sitting in my bay window and it's windy and rainy and horrible but it has been gorgeous Mm -hmm. sunshine here the last couple of weeks and yeah, single grain whiskey in the sunshine is just one of life's biggest joys for me. But having said that, I've also tasted some incredible wines recently. There's a local wine merchant um, just up the road uh, in Lewis called Symposium Wines. So if you're in East Sussex or Lewis, check them out. Um, they have some awesome stuff. And I don't know a lot about wine, but I've been exploring a lot of their reds, even though it was hot. I just had a hankering for some nice big Californian red wines. Um, and yeah, also there are some incredible gins right now that I have been attempting to make martinis with. Um, Roku being one and Plymouth being another. So yeah, I promise I am mindfully drinking. That's a whole load of brands just gone out there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought about doing mindful drinking and Nate mentioned sort of maybe not drinking Monday to Friday or something and I just looked at him and said I'm not doing that it's never gonna happen if I feel like a glass of wine I'm gonna be having a glass of wine it's just just the way it is yeah I think I can only really talk for me personally but in terms of mindful drinking but like for me obviously like drinking too much is is never a good idea but it's more for me and this is why it's a bit harder now just being really honest and open is like your relationship to that drink and I think in lockdown life it's like oh I really want a glass of wine it's like well do you actually and that's why I'm a bit like okay maybe it's the time to have a, a dry day maybe because you know this should be this should still be a joy regardless of the situation you're in we should drink because we love a flavor and we enjoy it and the experience not because we feel like we need it so so yeah I'm keeping an eye on that kind of link to it hundred percent because yeah the moment it's I try not to drink when I'm in a bad mood sort of keep away from that oh I've had a really bad day so I'm going to use alcohol to make it better I try and just drink it because I'm feeling good and I'm like yeah I'm having a nice time and so I'm gonna add something nice in a glass to accentuate it but yeah it's, it's tough you just have to 
I mean, it's a bit easier now when you've got lots of time to yourself to kind of think about these yeah. things. Yeah, I know, right? But I think it's an interesting question. Um, and I think it's a helpful one to ask yourself, like anyone, like, okay, am I enjoying this? Why am I drinking this? Am I? And this is the other thing with lockdown and, and you know, the time to educate yourself. Um, it's okay to find small bits of joy in this situation, right? Like it's the overall thing is horrible and hideous. Um, obviously that's the most obvious thing I've ever said but like if you have an opportunity to learn about a new type of wine or learn about a new type of whiskey or pick up a new hobby anything it's okay to find little moments of joy still um and yeah and if that's in single grain scotch so be it yeah (laughs) what a lovely note to finish on um thank you so much for taking the time to do this recording and getting all set up and doing it from home uh, I know it's not it's not as simple as me showing up with all my kit. So thank you for making the effort to do this. Not at all. Thank you for having me um, be a podcast guest. It's been awesome um, and so much fun just to chat and witter on and talk through all this stuff. Yeah, it's it's nice to hear a different voice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much, Evie. No problem. We'll be back next week with another episode. So we'll see you then. Bye.